Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Ah, he got it! Smith! Touchdown! 85 yards! Iowa! 56-yarder. It's got... No, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. What is going on, everyone? Danny Scott here with Tyler Hu and Taylor Massetta. Guys, craziness has erupted over college football. We had a wild weekend. Two top 10 teams go down. The number one team almost loses to Texas, who might be back. I don't know. But uh, before we get into this uh, conversation, how are you guys doing today? Danny, I'm glad to be here. It's a great way to end the week. I mean, we got a rookie here, Taylor. She's like a 10-year vet behind the scenes. And we're glad to have a new show, a new cast of characters on College Great Iron, as always. I mean, there's really no way to end the week better, unless you're a Notre Dame fan. Sorry, Danny, I had to preface by saying that. Hey, at least at least I have a fandom. You just pick whoever's the best team that I'm year, just here so. to hate. Bandwagon, okay? bandwagon, bandwagon. Bandwagon. I'm here to hate and spread chaos, but I'm glad to be back, as always. College Great Iron's back, baby. Yeah, I am so excited to making making my Gridiron debut. I the games last week, I was just mind blown. Like, I've, like I was like refreshing my Twitter feed, and there was just like something, some new upset happening, and I was just staring. I was like, "What is happening right now?" So, really, really excited to like kind of just dwell into this and just yeah. Well, uh, Tyler, just to make you happy, let's just start with this Notre Dame game. Get it out of your system. <laughs> The Irish are 0-3 in the Freeman era. Uh, our starting quarterback, Tyler Buckner, out for the year now after getting so- shoulder surgery. Um, about the only saving grace on this team is that Michael Mayer is actually good at football. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was just embarrassing. If you're if you're Notre Dame, you don't drop that one to Marshall. That's just a game you cannot lose. And I, I saw um, a Notre Dame Twitter account posted this, and it, it reigned really true with me. As much as it, I hate to admit it, Brian Kelly does not lose that game. He figures out a way to get it done towards the end of the game. And, I I mean, I think Marcus Freeman's a good coach. I just don't know if he was ready for that head coaching job. Now that we're thinking about it, he's, what, the third youngest coach in college football? Like, it's just tough to to comprehend this when, you know, you're Notre Dame, everyone talks about how much they love playing for Freeman and stuff, and then they start off 0-2 in this season, and you date back to last year 0-3 in his Notre Dame career. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a tough job coming to a big market, Notre Dame. I mean, it's one of the biggest programs with, like, a crazy history. One of the biggest programs in college football. Marcus Freeman, I mean, I was happy with it, like, when he got hired. I know you were very happy with it. I don't know if you've turned on him yet. I don't... Th- I mean, I don't think you have. I haven't turned on him yet. I'm starting to question it. Right. It's Where, like, like I said, is a little it little concerning? Yeah. Was was it too soon for him to get a head coaching job, especially at that caliber? You know, yeah. should he have switched with Luke Fickle? Should Luke Fickle have gone to Notre Dame? And you know, Freeman gets one of those group of five school mm-hmm. jobs and then gets a chance to prove himself later down the line. So it's like, you know, I think he's a very, very good football coach. I think he knows right. his stuff. However, was it too soon for him to step from? Uh, the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati for a couple years, mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame for essentially a full season, and then instantly head coach yeah. at one of the, 
I would say three biggest brands in in college oh, absolutely. football. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like it's he doesn't even if have, not the biggest, right? He doesn't even have gray hairs on his head, and he's the head coach of a top ten school in college football. Well, right now, not really, but you know, it's a massive historically, jump. historically, yeah. it's a massive jump. And I don't know if he's in over his head, but the, the whole coaching staff's been really underwhelming. Freeman, Tommy Reese is not. Oh no, 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 no! Don't talk about Tommy Reese, Reese. has not called good games. <laughs> and the Tommy, two games. Tommy Reese is going to take over once they eventually fire Freeman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's in over his head, but man, it it does not look good. He has as many wins as, as a college football head coach as I do, so I don't know. Maybe Marcus Freeman's on the hot seat a little early in the season. Yeah, I feel like Notre Dame just responded so quick because Brian Kelly really just ran for the hills out of nowhere last... Like, I did never saw him going to LSU, like, in my like mind. Um, So, I mean, it was obvious the players wanted Freeman... He came in, got this job, but now, like, everyone's just kind of questioning, like, what's going to happen now? Because, like, Marshall was not supposed to win this game. Notre Dame was playing at home. They were a free touchdown underdog, and they just came out swinging. Offense looked incredible. Notre Dame's defense, like, they just kept throwing interceptions left and right. Like, I turned on the game for the fourth quarter because I went, took a half-hour nap just to, like, relax a little bit on Saturday. I wake up, my phone is blowing up that, oh, my God, Notre Dame's losing, Notre Dame's losing. And I was like, what? So it just... It was just a massive surprise. Like, who would have even seen this coming? Yeah, so it looks like you and Notre Dame's offense took naps that day. They were <laughs> asleep. They were asleep at the wheel. I mean, Tyler Buckner, I mean, he's out for the season now. So you got a new quarterback in, like— It'll be Drew Pine. Drew Pine. Looked, Drew Pine. He looked a little bit better than uh, I was. Buckner I was actually—I was texting with How my dad about, about it. And, you know, I said, this gives me throwback to Deshaun Kaiser vibes. You know, uh, Zaire goes down. Uh, Notre Dame starts the season out rough. Deshaun Kaiser comes in, they kind of turn the season around, end up eleven and two. Mm. Exactly what we're looking at right now. You think you think that's possible? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I think, you know, uh, realistically the the best case scenario for this team is we win out and find ourselves in a New Year's Six Bowl and lose to Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl again. <laughs> uh. um, However, uh, you know, looking at this this previous game, you know, they lost a time of possession battle. They lost a turnover battle. If you lose both of those, you're going to lose the game. You're going to lose the game. And I've said that I don't don't know how many times, Tyler, you've heard this yep. is like my two favorite stats. If you lose a turnover battle, you lose time of possession, you're going to lose. It's, I will say you are very consistent with that stat. And it is it does ring true. It pretty pretty much remains on a straight path that if you lose both of those, you're going to lose. It's just Pretty much as simple as that, unless it's an absolute just fifty-five to zero win where you mm, one yeah. play drives. Exactly. Um, I mean, and that doesn't really happen in college football. And that doesn't. But you know, th- this this Irish team, it's really it's it's heart wrenching. That's the the only way I can kind of describe it. It's like we had so much hope going into this year. You know, we played the number two team in the nation very very tough, mm-hmm. and then you go and and lay an egg like this. Like what? What do you expect? <laughs> I just I don't know how to do it. And then this weekend we're wearing the green jerseys, Ooh. so you know we're gonna lose that one. So we're gonna start oh. the year zero and three. <laughs> I like. Oh man, it's trouble in paradise. I over need to there. talk to someone, man. Tough time to be a Notre <laughs> Dame need, fan. You need a therapist. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> you got us. This is your therapy. Us making fun of you all about oh, being a Notre man. Dame fan. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. I'm sorry, but also not. Yeah. Sorry. Who, who are they playing this week? Cal. Cal. Ooh. Yeah. At home, at home, with the green jerseys. Hopefully, everyone's going to be fired up. And I don't think they can handle another upset. Yeah, (laughs) maybe, maybe the luck of the Irish will turn around. Oh man, I hope so. 
Did you see uh, Marcus Freeman converted to Catholicism before the season started? What? Pretty, yeah. yeah, before before the year started, he converted. That's a Brian Kelly move if I've ever yeah, seen exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. He's very dedicated. Yeah, yeah. Really It's lo- just not paying off right now. It's just yeah. not working out, man. Oh. It's, it's yeah, tough, only the luck of the Irish is on his side. But yeah. before before I like crawl in a hole, let's uh let's transition over to to App State tick taking down Texas A&M. And oh. in my opinion, mm-hmm. this is a worse loss. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M, I felt like had more uh, going into this year, would they finish five in the rankings last year? Yeah, Beat Alabama, six. Jimbo Fisher. Everyone's talking. Is he better than Nick Saban? And they Whoa. they lose to Alabama. Whoa! Whoa. I, I Hold remember. on. We had that conversation. I mean, Time he beat him. on the field. Wait, that's one game. It's Nick Saban. Uh, okay, well, I I remember the conversation going on last year. Anyways. Unranked App State, who played in a thriller the week before against mm-hmm. UNC, goes and takes down number six Texas A&M, 17-14. And it's just, it's another wild, just wildness. And I have no words to describe it besides what is going on in college football right now. I will say, I was surprised to see that Texas A&M lost at first. Because, well, they're coming in with the number one recruiting class. App State, however, now, like, I'm looking back, like, they played such a good game about Nor- against North Carolina. I think they scored, like, what, 40 points in the last quarter? Something so seeing insane. them take down Texas A&M isn't as surprising because it's clear that App State is a very strong team. We just don't give them the credit that they deserve. But now yep. I think they're kind of turning some heads a little bit. App State, I mean, dude, they know how to pull upsets. Look at what they did to Michigan back in the day. Oh. Um, they really know how to like. They really know how to make chaos happen. I mean, App State. First of all, Appalachian State is not like a bad school at all. They're not a bad team at all. Chase Bryce is a former Clemson quarterback. He is their new quarterback, and he he's. Was, he was really good in the game one against the UNC. Big shootout. And you're like, okay, the offense is there, but you're you're stepping up against a Texas A&M school that is a top six team in the nation, very strong defense, well coached by Jimbo Fisher. Will they be built, able to hang in the ugly game? They did that, and they won. I mean, like, this is an App State team that we should not take lightly. And A&M, I'm not going gonna, I'm not gonna to knock them too far down because, sure, they did lose to an unranked non-Power 5 school. Blah blah blah. Appalachian State has talent, and this is not a bad team. I was worried, however, about Texas A&M coming to the year that they'd yeah, be a we, little. You and I yeah. had that conversation. We, we had go, some qualms I think about them. I think they're a little overhyped. Exactly. I think they're a little overranked. I think maybe this isn't their year. Maybe next year or the year after, when they get that recruiting class that comes in and really settles in. Yeah, they got to get let them yeah. develop. And exactly. Stuff. It's it's. I mean, listen, marathon, not a sprint. This is a. This is a very good football team, mm-hmm. and they get another chance to bounce back this week against, my, against Miami. That we're going to talk about later in the show. That being said, I thought their offense was going to be a little too one-dimensional with a Devin Ashe. I don't know how to say his name. Ashane, that's his last name. Great running back, one of the best in, the coll- in college football. I thought they'd be a little too one-dimensional. Kind of ranked true this week. Hopefully they can balance out that offense because their defense is not the problem. It's more the offense. So... Will they balance it out this week? We'll see. But this is not as bad of a loss as like most people would say. But it's certainly surprising. Uh, I I would tend to disagree with you. If you're if you're an SEC school, that and is you true. Lose, and you lose to a Sun Belt school, like respect that, the Sun that, Belt. Yeah. That meeting, the the next SEC meeting. Oh, hey Texas A&M, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. um, but I I'll go back to my stat. Time of possession. App State, 41 minutes, 29 seconds. Texas A&M, 18 minutes, 17 seconds. Doubled, more than doubled the time of possession and won the turnover battle. 
You do that, you're going to win football games. I'll I don't do care. It. I don't care what team you are. If you're if you're Alabama playing an NFL team, you dominate time of possession. You win the turnover battle. You win the game. Wow, <laughs> Alabama versus the Alabama versus the New York Jets. Oh <laughs> Let's my see how that god! One goes. I don't know. Alabama could barely handle Texas, and yeah. let's talk about that. Number oh, yes. one, let's talk about that. Alabama beats unranked Texas twenty to nineteen, mm-hmm. and Texas honestly should have won this game. And that was a horrific call by me last week. I was almost wearing Texas gear to yeah. every. That could that could have gotten there. ugly. Uh, <laughs> if if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt. I think Texas wins this one. Listen, if, if Nick Saban did not pay off the refs before the game, I know, I know they had 15 penalties. So I guess you could say, oh, well, they got penalized a lot. That was a safety. The um, the play where Bryce Young got sacked in the end zone, that was intentional grounding. They called a BS targeting penalty that later got taken back. That right there, it's a one-point game. This game is a, ended in a one-point game. Could have been 21-20 Texas. So Yeah, just to keep going on yeah. Bryce Young. The way he played in that final minute was, out. oh out. my God. Like, I don't want to say hand in the Heisman already, but that was like incredible. And I'm not a Bama fan. I don't really like them. But like, I just, like, I just couldn't stop watching. It was like a magician at work. It was, I was like hoping Texas was going to pull it off. But like, just like see him, seeing him turn on the Jets, I was like, oh God, here we go. Yeah, for once in my life, even though I did say Alabama would steamroll Texas, I was horns up. But you know, at- yeah, Bryce Young looks like an NFL quarterback. It is still horns down for this podcast. I'm sorry, but um, Alabama is. I mean, they look bad, but Bryce Young is their saving grace. Literally, he played. He looked like Tom Brady, just clinically dialing it up and just like dotting up the whole field, just just marching Alabama down the field twice in a span of the last minute. I mean, he looks like the best quarterback in college football. Yeah, and I I've said this talking about you know he's. A junior going to be going to the NFL. He reminds me mm. a lot of Russell Wilson. Mm. His his play style about about the same height. Makes plays with his feet. Throws a beautiful deep ball. Um, he he's just honestly he's so much better than every other quarterback in college football right now. Even 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 CJ Stroud. Stroud. He just looks so much like more there. Yeah, he looks the composed. way he processes the field and stuff. I don't know what he was doing in the off season, but it it's an even bigger jump from winning a Heisman to where he's at now. He, he's incredible and a very good quarterback. However, you know, this if you're Alabama, you got to be a little nervous, you know, Texas and and Texas next year is going to have Arch Manning and uh that that Texas team could be scary once they get into the SEC mm-hmm. if they keep recruiting right. Uh this this Texas team is is kind of no joke right now, and I think if you're a fan of UT, you got to be excited. You played the number one team in the nation, who we thought was head and shoulders better than everyone. Uh, so, I don't know what's going down down in Alabama, but who who are they playing this upcoming week? Um, let me check. Let's get a quick. Uh, check University over. of Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe. Monroe. If they don't beat them um, by twelve, no, scores. I'm a little concerned for them because seeing Saban right after they win, he was. I don't know if was it mad. was caught. It, he was so mad. Yeah, and Alabama players were throwing yeah. down the horns down, and he was like, stop oh. that, stop that. Yeah. I was, so they probably went through it at practice uh, this week. Louisiana Monroe is on um, manslaughter watch. They um, are on yeah, no, they, they are they, murder watch. They, Alabama might, might kill them. Will Alabama we see a 100-point game? I don't know. <sighs> we're going <gonna> to see, <laughs> see Nick Saban's grandson in the game by the end of the day. Oh, boy. I mean, listen, I will say, I want to see Nick Saban's face at practice the, this week. The line is, is minus 49 and a half, wow. and, and I would hammer the over. Yeah, I would hammer the over. One, I'd hammer the over. <laughs> two, 
one hammer the Bama spread. Three, Nick Saban's face is probably redder than the Alabama polos that he wears. Uh, he is pissed off. I mean, yeah. I can't wait to see the next time they play an actual ranked opponent. I'm not sure when exactly that is. I gotta check their schedule again, but they are going to run through some teams right now. Yeah, I just I just know that well, if, you're, if you're an 1st. Alabama Ooh. football player, you you had a rough week. Mm-hmm. Um but this is still a very good team. Um I'm not sure. We'll have this conversation in a few minutes. I'm not sure if they're the best team in the nation anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh they got they still I believe they have the two best players in the mm-hmm. nation, uh, and Will Anderson and Bryce Young, obviously. Yep. Um but I would be uh, a tiny, tiny bit nervous. Uh, it kind of, This game had some throwback to what that Texas A&M game was Ooh. last year. It reminded Where, me a lot of the Auburn game, the end of the season Iron Bowl. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I'm just saying this close game, you know, the team wins it on a last-second field goal. This time Alabama comes out on top. So we'll see kind of how they respond. But let's talk uh, about a couple of absolutely wild games that mm-hmm. – that, transpired um number 21 BYU beats number nine Baylor 26 20 in double overtime and I think Tyler you and I were both riding Baylor but BYU is a good good football school they're currently 2-0 I believe who do they have this week they have someone that's they have um what do you call it who do they play it's on Uh, our slate Oregon Oregon Oregon. yeah it's gonna be fun they have Oregon this week at Oregon that'll be a good road test for him to travel to Eugene and take on the Ducks, and we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but BYU, man, uh, joining the Big 12 next year, uh, this is a team that just looks kind of scary, and uh, I'll, I'll self-incriminate myself right now, but Baylor won the time of possession battle, and BYU was still able to squeak out the victory. Yeah, wow. I was going to say, it's, it was definitely a tough week for you. Both of your teams lost in Notre Dame and Baylor. I, I know, bad. I'm so Aww. high on Baylor still. Yeah, still. I mean, so am I. It's, it's it's a good loss against a ranked opponent. It's not really that big of a deal. But Just hurts to see them lose. It really does. You know, the Baylor Bears, it's a tough scene. But, you know, BYU starting to become a football school. They're starting to pump out some NFL talent. I'm sure they're going to pump out some more guys. I mean, pop the, don't pop the champagne because they can't drink there, but pop the chocolate <laughs> milk in BYU. Provo's looking like a party right now. Chase Roberts played an amazing game. He had eight catches for 122 and a receiving touchdown. And he also had a passing touchdown. I will say, BYU, I mean, that was another very sloppy, very interesting game. Missed the game-winning field goal at the end of regulation. So this theme of this college football season so far has been, like, special teams miscues. I feel like there's been a million missed field goals that have, like, been high stakes. So, I wonder if it continues, but, I mean, BYU really showed a lot of composure there. I think it was a very extremely evenly matched game. We thought, I mean, both of us thought that Baylor was going to win. And it could have gone either way, but props to BYU. They played a really good game, and they're a good team. I mean, yeah, BYU, they're damn good, so... Nothing wrong with Baylor. I think Baylor still deserves to be ranked high. No, for sure. Yeah. I think I think Baylor still has has an argument to be a top. 20, I, I wouldn't top say 20. I wouldn't say top twenty. I'd probably say top ten, um, or top fifteen. Excuse me. Yeah, 15. <laughs> jumping from top twenty they're, to top ten. Very interesting. They're number, they're number seventeen right now. But this Baylor team, I mean, I was really high on them coming into the year. It's a tough loss for them. I, I think you have to travel to BYU. That's a that's a tough place to play. If, yeah, for if, sure. Yeah. For gut, any gut for check. any school, it's it's BYU. We've seen you know you remember that um what was it Coastal Carolina game yeah. there is just it's nuts there. I don't remember who the clip was from. It was from a podcast. It was like 
about BYU fans. Like they're so intense because like they're all sober. So like they're heckling <laughs> you sober. I think it was like from busting with the boys or something. That's like, just so much meaner. Exactly, it's meaner because they, they have the intent. It's, drunk kids, you know, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They're just a bunch of angry drunk frat boys screaming. No, these are sober people screaming at is, you at the top of their funny. lungs. And they don't I even drink coffee. Exactly, they don't they don't even, drink they're coffee. not even caffeinated. Exactly, they're just a bunch of freaks just yelling at you sober and just like off pure angst and just i don't even know what it is but hey man byu tough place to play provo might be a real college football atmosphere i think you know this is a team that you look forward to in the future once they get in that big 12 once they Mm -hmm. finally start getting these recruits they recruit well i i don't know how many people you're going to convince to go to utah Um, oh no that's that's a yeah that's a little bit of a if you can't keep donovan mitchell there you can't keep anybody there yeah (laughs) I i don't know but uh Let's talk about another overtime game. Number 24, Tennessee, beats number 17, Pitt, 34-27 in overtime. And, uh, Taylor, we'll start with you on this one. But I don't I don't know how you guys felt, but this one felt like um, both teams were trying to actively lose this game. Yeah, man. T- Texas – sorry. Tennessee's offense was, like, always going to look pretty explosive today. They're led by Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman. They linked up for nine catches and 162 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And – it's good to see that their defense was stepping up huge in overtime to get this game this game winning. Meanwhile, Pitt's playing like a shorthanded game. Kenneth Slovis got hurt in the first half. Backup Nipetti was also playing hurt, so they weren't full throttle. But I mean, it was good to see them put up a good fight against Tennessee. I mean, SEC ran supreme yet again. I mean, we talked about it on the pod last week with Keenan. SEC is loaded. They they're insane, and this is a quality win on the road at Pitt. And what I don't even know what it's called now. It's not even Heinz Field anymore. Yeah, what, what is you know, it wherever the Steelers <laughs> play. <laughs> but that being said, yeah, Pitt they're shorthanded. Keaton Slovis is hurt. Nick Patty's also hurt. Uh, they're backup, so they might be running with a third string quarterback next week. This oh is a good Pitt team. I mean, they've established themselves as a football, another football school. They've always, you know, produced talent from like just look at the NFL legends they have. You can name him. You can go down the list, but let's, that's him. not the point. Do it. Dan Marino, Aaron Donald, Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald, LaShawn McCoy, not Kenny Pickett. Well, no, Kenny not Pickett yet. was there last year, Jordan Addison, and they continue the tradition. They're a good football team, well coached by Pat Narduzzi. It's nothing like – it's just a matter of health. They Obviously, they're going to be shorthanded going forward. We don't know how long Keaton Slovis is out for. That's a big loss because Keaton Slovis is a quality quarterback, yeah. especially in that ACC. I – I worry about them. That being said, quality win for Tennessee. I do need to shore up the run game defense a little bit. Israel Abba, Abba, Nikod, Abba, Konda. Abba Yeah, whatever. I, sorry, excuse he me. I don't know nasty, how to say his name. Dude. 154 yards and a touchdown. I mean. He, he just kind of he torched them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was about the only thing that Pitt could do late yeah. in the game. Uh, Especially with Nick short Nick Patty did not. Honestly, he really didn't look competent as a as a quarterback. I mean, dude, he's I, I feel playing like, on one knee. He apparently, and, twisted his knee. Yeah, but even before that, it was just like it was it was kind of tough to watch because I'm watching this pit team and I'm looking up and down the roster and I'm going, this pit team is better than Tennessee. They're Absolutely, just, they're just shorthanded, and I feel I feel really bad for Pitt. They dropped from what 17 to 23 after they're still ranked. They're, they're still ranked, Good. and and I don't think they should have dropped that far. I think as of right now, if I had to pick a favorite to come out of the ACC, it would be Pitt. I think they're better than Clemson. Yeah. Um, I, I low-key agree. I agree. If, if Keaton Slovis gets healthy and they go on a little run, I mean, this could be a team that 
they're going to be in the conversation for college football playoff when we get down the road. I don't know about the playoff, especially with one loss and especially with how notoriously weak the ACC usually is. But they will be in. The, I mean, an ACC school has won the Natty a couple times. Fair enough, but that is that. I mean, that was not. I mean, that was a couple of years ago. I will say a different Clemson team. It, the ACC is not that strong. They do have a lot of ranked teams usually, like circling in and out, like Wake Forest, North Carolina State. Even UNC is a quality team, quality offense at least. Yeah. That being said, I don't know about playoff, but definitely confident in them to get to a New Year's Six Bowl. I do think they are the best team in the ACC, though. I fully agree with you. On that, that that'll be that'll be a game to look forward to. I don't know if they if they have Clemson on their schedule. I'm, I'm trying to load that up right now. Uh, and they don't, but that'll be a game to look forward to once we get to the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. But uh, last game from last week, and it's just such a loaded slate, and we really didn't. Ex- so I did. Happened. I did yeah. not expect to be talking about all these games. But number twenty, Chaos. Kentucky beats the Gators twenty six sixteen, and in the swamp, Anthony Richardson plays terrible. Mm-hmm. Will Levis plays good enough to win. Honestly, Still not as bad. not as good as as I would have hoped. Um, but it's a it's a tough tough break for Florida after you go and you beat Utah um on your home territory and then get beat by Kentucky who's historically a, a basketball school. Now listen, now they're starting to turn over to a football school. They're starting to pump out talent and they look good. I will say probably the most underwhelming quarterback duel of all time, especially considering how much we hype these guys up. Oh, both, there was so much hype. Was, both first-round prospects, easily. You were talking about him like a top-five pick. I was talking about Ant Rich like a top-five pick. And, man, they'd really dropped the ball on this one. Anthony Richardson looked terrible. I'm not even going to lie. What happened to him? I like, don't even know. What happened? He got his powers taken. He literally, he entered the game. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to win the Heisman. He's going to get mm-hmm. drafted. And then he just struggles so much. He finished 14 of 35 for 143 yards, two interceptions, only four rushing yards, and he's yet to r- throw a touchdown pass in either game. So I don't know what's really going on there because he looked incredible against Utah, and I I don't know I don't know if like he like maybe like the hype from last week got to his head or something like the Mormons no, the Mormons placed a curse on him. Oh no, <laughs> he's Tim Tebow part two, and oh, I God. I said this last week. You know he, he's a worse version of Tebow where he can't throw. He has the same capability of rushing the football mm-hmm. as Tebow did, but I don't. I really don't think Anthony Richardson is a great quarterback. He, this is gonna. I I know what Tyler's gonna say to this statement, but he's a running back that's playing quarterback, and I know Tyler hates that, but that's <laughs> that's really that's really the truth of what it is. If he can't throw a, a passing touchdown through two games, like, what are we doing here? He has more picks than <laughs> than touchdowns. Yeah, I I hyped him up a little too much. I'm still gonna rock with him. I mean, I'm not gonna jump. I don't off the blame train. you. I don't I'm blame not, you. Just was, like I'm not gonna yeah. jump off the Notre Dame train. Exactly. I respect that. Even though I like to make fun of you, and you're welcome to make fun. I'm of I'm just for this. a much bigger Notre Dame fan than you are an Anthony. Richardson. Of course. I mean, so. I just rocked with Anthony Richardson because he's fun to watch. That being said, who is it? Is it Richardson or Stroud this year? Who's or or Caleb Williams or or wait, was it Will Tim Anderson? Tim Demorat. Um, <laughs> I I forget how many favorite guys you have. Per yeah, year. I got a lot of guys. You know. I got to rock with the guys. You just got to like everybody. Exactly. Except for Notre Dame. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we did talk about Florida being overranked last week. I think you or Keenan brought it up. And I mean, 12, I can't, I can't yeah. remember if I said Kentucky or Florida. You did I, say Kentucky because you were rocking I, with Levis. I think I, I did say Kentucky. I couldn't yeah. find it in my in my thing. But I I do think Kentucky is yeah. is 
kind of a force to be reckoned yeah, maybe, with. In that listen, SEC. Maybe, maybe the listeners can tell us back after they listen to last week's episode on all prop platforms, by the way. Best <laughs> podcast at FUV. <laughs> Go check us out. That being said, um, yeah, we were kind of, I think we were split in that. I don't know who Keenan took. I think he took Florida. He took Florida. Yeah. I mean, it was an underwhelming game. Florida was overranked. We talked about this. And Kentucky did jump into the top 10. Props to them. Low key a football school. Not, not there, but like low key an improving football school. I'm just I, happy to yeah. see them being doing well. Exactly. Like, Good I came in, I was, like, fully expecting Florida to just, like, walk away with it. Like, they were so impressive against Utah, and... It's nice to see Kentucky kind of just like coming back and looking mm-hmm. good. Absolutely, they look like a they look like a very good football school. Just the SEC beating up on each other again. But it was a, I mean, underwhelming game. That being said, I hope both quarterbacks learn from this game. Both didn't play too well, especially. I mean, Anthony Richardson played terrible. Will Levis played pretty. He played underwhelming. Enough, he played good enough to win. And yeah, that's very that's mid. What and I, that's all that's you what I will say. Yeah, yeah, especially it's against necessary. a stinker from Anthony Richardson. Hope yeah. yes, he yeah. he played. Anthony Richardson played bad enough to lose, and Will Richardson played good enough to win, and that was the difference. Will Levis, you mean? That oh, yes, was yes, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> Just wondering if Richardson can bounce back next. Yeah, weekend. that's a lesson. This is a game that is a lesson for both quarterbacks, as I just said. Hopefully, Anthony Richardson can bounce back. If not, his draft stocks are going to continue to plummet after this absolute stinker. But you know, both teams do have chances to bounce back. They're both good quality football teams. It's not really a knock. SEC beating up on each other, but you know. I expect to see these teams pretty highly ranked for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah Florida's sure. playing South Florida tomorrow, so yeah, we shall see down. what happens. I think they're. I think Florida's going to take that one, but I think it's going to be more interested to see how Richardson responds to such a rough week. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, Kentucky has Youngstown State. Youngstown so. State. That, that'll, wow. that'll be a good one. But <laughs> let's let's transition into to more of a little discussion. You know, the the top twenty five came out. And Georgia moves up to number one. Ooh. As they uh, should. Alabama mm-hmm. at number two, Ohio State three, Michigan four, Clemson five, Oklahoma six, USC. USC at number seven. Who would have yes, fought? Sir. Who would have fought? Oklahoma we did, State. What did we say before I, this season? <laughs> yeah, me Tyler and I were high on USC. I still think they're they're gonna lose to Notre Dame, but that's just a given. Um number eight, Oklahoma know. State, nine, Kentucky, and ten Arkansas. Any any qualms in that in that top ten right there? Um, you mm, know, I I yeah. did have USC in there at, at the beginning of the year. So did I. Uh, they haven't really played anyone, so I they think it's Stanford just, pretty convincingly. You know, two, yeah, well Stanford. Stanford, but you know, rivalry game. Rivalry. <laughs> it's not a rivalry if you lose every year. Fair enough. I'm just happy they moved Georgia up to number one. I, I with especially how shaky Alabama looked against Texas. I think they definitely deserve to be moved down like a spot or two. Yeah. So Georgia's just been a force to be reckoned with yet again this year. So I was very happy when I saw that they were voted number one. Taylor, I could not agree with you more. And and Tyler knows how big uh, on Georgia I am. At the beginning of the year, I had them ranked number two. After this week, I probably would have moved them up to number one as well. This team is just, they're so good, man. Yeah, Georgia's got an NFL defense. They're so good. They're loaded. I mean, listen. Playoff bound. And and Stenson Bennett. National championship bound. Stenson Bennett's not playing bad either. Stenson Bennett no longer looks like he used car salesman. He actually looks like a good quarterback. He already has 668 passing yards. That's crazy. He looks good. And three touchdowns. He looks like a competent quarterback. Pretty good for his 12th year senior. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Is he he in line for the Heisman, Tyler? Oh, wow. Now that's a conversation. There's a conversation. Conversation to be had right That's now. A conversation. If Georgia goes undefeated, like, and, and he has uh, a good year, like, there's a conversation to be had there. Um, yeah, but outside good. of that, I mean, I really, 
I don't know if I would move Kentucky all the way up inside the that's top your, That's 10. your typical uh, top 25 teams play each other, big yeah. jump. I, res- I respect it. I'm not sure how I feel, but all we know is that Kentucky's a really good football team. So that's props to them, props to Kentucky for really building a good program there. And, I mean, we got four SEC teams in here, which is pretty sick. And and Texas, after a loss, jumps into the top 25. That's pretty Deservingly impressive. so. Deservingly, Deservingly so. so. Um, I could, I would even consider putting them higher than number twenty one. They, in in Move my eyes, up. are a top twenty team. Yeah, um, they have the talent. They're this this college football season is just insane, insane. But let's mm-hmm. let's talk about after after two weeks. We've watched two weeks of football. Um, if you're saying here's my top four teams, here's who I think makes it out, here's my national champion. Who are you guys going with? Do we want Taylor? You want to start? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm still kind of just like trying because I feel like I want to see Bama like play a couple more games before I make my final like opinion on them. I feel like I kind of see Georgia taking it all again. Like they just look so, so good this year. Like the way they just pummeled Oregon last week, like just and Oregon's a good team. They're a really good team. But like Georgia really just did not even like give them a chance to shine. So I feel like they're probably unanimous number one. Not sure. I feel like Bama will be playoff bound, but I don't know if they'll make it into that top two. Still trying to decide, like, my other two. I would love to see Michigan make it um, as a big Michigan fan. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that fourth spot. I feel like it's really up for grabs right now. Oh, I guess she's a Michigan fan, so we I can't, really, we can't really talk about Ohio State then. <laughs> um, I don't. I just still don't know how to feel. Obviously, Georgia looks like the best team in the nation right now. There's really no debating that, especially with how bad Alabama looked last week. That being said, I don't want to crazy overreact. I'm still going to rock with Bama in my one spot just because of the sheer talent they have and the fact that they have Saban. I can't really jump off that wagon too quickly. They're going to bounce back. Georgia's obviously the number two spot. I mean, they are the one spot, I guess, but I'm going to rock with Bama this week still. Ohio State, those are the clear three best teams in the nation. I still don't know how I feel about Michigan because they are good. They're going to do their there's job. No, there's no way there's going to be two Big Ten and two SEC yeah. schools. Though. I, I think asleep. I mean, I think USC hops in that top four. I just that think would with the, be insane. The sheer talent that they have. See the, Lincoln yeah. Riley bring them into the playoffs mm-hmm. after they just have not played well for the past couple of years. Exactly. Like, they that, have the would be, that would be pretty inspiring to they watch. They have an absolutely stacked offense that could go up against any team in the nation. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about their defense. Obviously, they haven't played that many teams yet, and they're a Pac-12 school, so they're weak. That being said... I just think I'm not too convinced about Clemson, Oklahoma, Michigan, Oklahoma, like, you know, the rest of the teams. I'm not too convinced yet. Only time will tell. We got, you know, how with how chaotic college football is. You never know what's going to happen. For all we know, Fordham's going to make the playoff. You know, we're 2-0. I'm just Fordham saying. Bama. We want Bama. Listen, 2-0. <laughs> we do not want We do not want Bama. We do not want Bama, Tyler. We do not. You're, I, I am you're kidding. You're over, <laughs> overstepping the boundary. Don't oh. I joke, I joke, I joke. Let me kid um, a little bit. But I will say that fourth spot is open for consideration. It could go anyway. So so here's what I'm going to go with. I think uh, Alabama and Georgia are mm-hmm. going to go undefeated into that SEC championship game. Yep. Um, however, I do think Alabama has a much tougher route than Georgia. Yeah. Um, so whoever wins that is going to be one. Whoever loses that is going to be four. Number two is going to be the winner of Ohio State versus Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that third, probably number three seed, I think is going to go to the winner of the Big 12. I think whether that's Oklahoma, Oklahoma whether that's uh, Baylor, maybe even Texas Could sneaks we see in there. Texas Are we in sleeping the in Oklahoma this State year? now? Can Oklahoma we see Texas State. In this I, I wow. think I think whoever 
comes out of the Big Twelve is going to get that three seed. And yeah, I, I think that's Oklahoma State. You USC, there's a there's a route there, but however, um, I I do really believe that Notre Dame is going to thump them this year. I think they're gonna they're gonna turn it around. It's the last game of the season. I will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Danny will be screaming at Caleb Williams from the top of his lungs. Oh, I will, <laughs> it'll be it'll be in L.A. Like, mm-hmm. um, I I do I do really think, and if if they get past Utah, which that's that's another tough game for them. They have yeah. to travel to Utah. Easier said than done. Utah's good. Don't Utah. let week one fool you. Utah's out, good. Outside outside of those two games, they have a really easy schedule, except for maybe UCLA, Spectral. and that's a rivalry game. Um, yeah, but it's the Pac-12. So it is the Pac-12, exactly. I'm I'm gonna go with winner of Alabama Georgia one loser at number four, mm-hmm. winner yeah. of Michigan Ohio State at number two, mm-hmm. winner of the Big Twelve at number three, and I'm just gonna rock with my guys and say Baylor in that in that three spot. Do it, can't jump. I respect it. Can't jump off the bandwagon. They are I, still a good team. They're yeah. still a good team. Very strong. You win. You win the Big Twelve. You mm-hmm. can get in with one loss. Um, if I was being a little more. I wouldn't say realistic, uh, because I'm still very high on Baylor. I I think they have a very good team. You'd probably throw Oklahoma in at that at that three spot. Yeah, Oklahoma could go either way. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma State. They did start off a little sloppy the first game. I think it was against Central Michigan. They didn't look the hottest. That being said, I just really like the Oklahoma State team, just like year and, in year out. Honestly, I would consider throwing BYU in there if they weren't an independent. They don't have really? that that conference championship yet. Sounds uh, like Notre same, Dame. It's the same reason Notre Dame won't <laughs> won't get in anymore. Um, Fair enough. So that's what I'm going to go with. But let's let's talk about next week. Number 12 BYU versus number 25 Oregon. Um, this is a good chance for Oregon to kind of like say, "Hey, Georgia's just way better than us. We're still a very good football team. We deserve to be a top 10 team." And I think if they're able to beat BYU, um, that's a, a very good argument. It mm-hmm. is in Eugene. Um, but what are you guys' thoughts? Little score prediction. I want to see Oregon win this. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but like I feel like they're playing at home. They're pro- they're probably going to be playing angry. They want to show the world, like, hey, Georgia may have steamrolled us, but we're still in this to win. So I really hope to see them like do pretty well. So I'm not score. I'm, I'm thinking. Not sure yet. Honestly, I got I gotta f- come back to me for that one. I'm not. I feel like it's going to be pretty pretty close. Yeah, they're two good teams. I mean, this is at Oregon. Oregon is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it will be a very close game as well. Uh, can't rock with the Mormons this week. I will say Oregon will win this game just based off the sheer fact that they are the home team. They are not as bad as their ranking shows. I think it's going to be tw- – I said on my prep, 27-23 Oregon. I, I don't think it's going to be uh, – the over-under is 58. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring at all. I think it's going to be a very low – very middle to low scoring game. That's gonna be very tough. As we said, you say it all the time. Time of possession, turnover battle. Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning's a minded yeah, exactly. coach. Georgia defensive coordinator, new Oregon head coach. I think he's gonna have a good plan for that. The BYU offense has looked pretty good. So I will say twenty seven twenty three, Oregon goes down to the wire. Yeah, so I'm going to uh I learned my lesson from trailing Tyler last week. I'm going to I'm going to fade this one. I'm going BYU. Um oh, man. Uh, they're ranked number 12 for a reason. They have a couple of very good wins. They beat Baylor who in in my opinion is one of the better teams in college football this year. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm just going to rock with the Cougars. I think they win this one. I'm going to go 28-24. Um 
they they win it, and it it's a little come from behinder. Uh, you know, maybe they're down at halftime, make some halftime adjustments, and and come back and win this one. Yep. What do you think, Taylor? You got a score prediction now? Hmm. I feel like probably somewhere like kind of around like what Danny was saying, like twenty four twenty. Like I feel like it's gonna be a close one, but I don't think it's gonna be extremely high scoring. Yeah, it's gonna be an yeah. ugly game, but it'll be hopefully it's gonna be a fun one. And you know this this week honestly, there's not a ton of like fantastic games. So let's let's go. Uh, before before you start there, I'm gonna say Danny. When we say that the slate's gonna be, bad, I know it's, it's gonna, gonna be it's gonna awesome. be the best it's one gonna ever. Be so too. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be <laughs> like, absolutely amazing too. Now that we said if, that, if it doesn't, yeah, no, it, there's no shot it lives up. You to saved last America, race. Danny. You just gave us some good Saturday entertainment. But <laughs> let's let's talk. 22 Penn State versus Auburn. Uh, Auburn's unranked, but uh, you know an SEC school taking on a ranked. Team, they're both two and zero. Um, this one's a little, a little tougher because I haven't really, I've paid more attention to Auburn uh, mm-hmm. this year. My really? my house is is an yeah, Auburn, big house. Auburn house. Yeah, so we we like them, and then a couple, couple guys uh, like to cheer for Penn State. But before I say mine, what are you guys thinking? I'm telling you, I think Auburn's gonna pull this off. And I know they're unranked. And I know Penn State's looking pretty good, but I feel I something's telling me that Auburn's gonna win this. First off, they're playing at home. I know Penn State won last year, but they were playing in um, they were playing in Happy Valley. They've got everyone. I think I'm pretty sure it was the whiteout game, so they had that momentum. Now mm-hmm. Auburn has that momentum, and I don't know if you guys heard, Penn State's having some travel issues getting down Ooh. to Alabama. Um, there's like construction or something going on at the Montgomery Lake local airport, so there it's going to take them a year and a half to get down there, and. Travel plays a massive role in the way you're playing. So if they're just having a ton of hiccups, if they're not getting like proper like fuel in, if they can't get to a restaurant on time, they might be like kind of tired going into this game. So I feel like Auburn could take advantage of that, and I think they're going to pull this off. Wow, Taylor coming with the insider <laughs> <That> information. Is- <laughs> she really dropped the bomb in that one. That was fire. I will say, I'm not sure if I changed my pick yet. This is this is about as mid as it gets. This is the mid off if I've ever seen one. This game is going to be so like. Both teams aren't good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it straight. I'm not a fan of either team. I think they both are very average. But I'm not a fan of either quarterback. Sean Clifford has been there for 20 years, and he's not that good. <laughs> what but is he? 26. I, I, exactly. He's he's on his way to an AARP discount, and he's not good. <laughs> he's um, TJ Finley either has three picks, one interception, three. I mean, one touchdown, three picks. Doesn't look very good either. I'm not impressed by either team. I think it's going to be an extremely ugly game. I know. Penn State, road team now. It's, it was a home-and-home. Home. It's going to be such an ugly game, but I'm going to rock with the better quarterback, even though they're both pretty uh, pretty bad. Um, Penn State, 2017. Wow, low yeah. low scoring. Uh, I'm going I'm to yeah. go with the, the opposite. I'm going to go Auburn and, and kind of a thriller. I think um, – both of these teams have been kind of waiting to be unlocked this year, and I think they're going to do it against each other. I'm going to go ooh, Auburn wins this one 42 to 38. Wow. Uh, Whoa. Auburn, Auburn, High Auburn scoring. <laughs> you I, expect both quarterba- these quarterbacks to score points. I do because wow. I don't think either defense is very good um, either, so I think it's just going to be kind of a – a disastrous game, but the I good, think bad I think and ugly of college football. It's gonna be like it's gonna be one of those ones that I hate watching because mm-hmm. I love these defensive battles, as you know, Tyler. I love I yeah. love the the seven to zero yeah, Iowa. Iowa. Wins. <laughs> those, those are those are my favorite. Amazing I think, games. I think this one's going to be uh, uh, a little uh, a little bit of a thriller on on Saturday. And finally, um, 
probably game of the week, probably yeah. the best game. Definitely game um, of the week. Number 13, Miami versus number 24, Texas A&M. Obviously, Texas A&M coming off that bad loss. Mario Cristobal down in Miami, turning them around a little bit mm-hmm. early on here. Talented team. Um, but what are you guys' thoughts? You want to start off, Taylor? Uh, I think... What I'm most interested to see in this game is how Texas A&M is going to respond after what an embarrassment last week was. But I feel like I've got faith in Miami. Like with Mario Cristobal in there, I feel like they're probably going to take advantage of Like if Texas A&M's having a bit of a confidence crisis right now, I think I feel like it's going to be Miami um, for the score. I feel like it'll be pro- probably pretty high. Maybe like, I'm like thinking, maybe like. 37 to like 41 like Miami Ooh. I feel like Miami's gonna pull this off I feel I just feel like like because Texas A&M right now has just been looking really shaky so I think they're gonna try and take advantage of that have we been this show everybody's had a different pick I feel like for every game is that true because uh, we haven't been unanimous we haven't thank god because this is fun I like I like a little debate I like a little bit of you know a little bit here and there a little bragging rights for whoever wins I'm gonna rock with Texas A&M I know Miami's talented. There's a reason why they're ranked pretty high. I don't know if 13 is the right ranking for them. But Tyler Van Dyke, there's a reason why he's going to be a first-round quarterback. He's very highly touted, extremely talented, and there's a reason. Like, he's really good. Henry Parrish Jr., the running back, has gotten off to an amazing start of the season. So Miami has an explosive offense. That being said, can I rock with the team outside this? Like, I can't go against the SEC. One, Texas A&M is better than the ranking. They're going to be angry. I, I just think Texas A&M is the better team. I know I was talking down on Texas A&M earlier in the show, but I'm not going against the SEC. Same deals last week, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. I'm going to rock with the SEC team over the ACC team. 31-24, Texas A&M. I really wish you would have picked uh, Miami no. because I'm going with Texas A&M as well. I think Jimbo Fisher is a better coach than Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's too early um, in Cristobal's era, he hasn't got his recruits really in there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, first season there, um, and one one thing that I want to talk about is A and M is allowing eight point five points per game. Yeah, defense. Like, They're there. Gra- granted, Miami's only allowing ten, but Miami's played. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that school. Bethune. Bethune Cookman. And, and Southern Miss. Real, real tough slate of schedule right real, here. Real, real, real tough, tough schedule. Uh, Texas A&M has played Sam Houston and App State, but we've seen App State already be like a decent football team this year. <laughs> they, they lost. They, <laughs> they went toe to toe with UNC and beat A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be one of those low scores that I love. Wow. I think Texas A&M wins it 21 to 7. We got that like very wide range of scores in this game. It's like <laughs> Taylor's going high scoring, I'm going middle and then you're just like, "No, I want defense." I, I think I think Texas A&M is going to be pissed off. It is at College Station. Mm-hmm. Um I just I just really see this game being Texas A&M just dominant. It, Miami will get one, but it's it's a uh, much bigger gap than what the scoreboard's going to yeah. say. I'm getting it's, excited for this lineup of games. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, especially after Danny said it. it's like, eh, it's not the greatest slate. It's going to be an amazing slate now. You know, there's one game, though, that I just cannot wait to watch. Michigan versus UConn. My two, I'm a Connecticut resident. I am ready to watch them get pummeled. Or we could see the 
UConn upset of the century, so that I'm a little excited Man, about. Man, if Michigan goes down to UConn now that yeah, Taylor that brought would, that up, that would be hilarious. That would be UConn There's, is the one team I will allow Michigan to lose to because I think it would be the funniest thing ever. But oh, that would be hilarious. Oh man, I'm ready. I'm ready. Jim yeah. Harbaugh would Jim Harbaugh would never get to be sold khakis again in uh, Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> he's, they're never gonna shunned. sell him. They're never gonna sell him khakis in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Those are fighting words, Tyler. <laughs> what but is he I, gonna do? I I think that's just gonna about do it for us guys uh any any last any last things before we wrap this up are we good to go i'm excited for tomorrow college football's back (laughs) i'm ready all right for tyler who and taylor Massetta, i am danny scott thank you for tuning in to college gridiron